up class there's optimus fields at my living truth and we are back for another episode of teacher's lounge you already know the deal this is uh optimus where i block height 699,705, and the current price per bitcoin is forty six thousand two hundred and forty dollars man and I'm here with my co-host, Jestifer and Weinekes. Jestifer, say what's up. He's still on lockdown over there. He's still, still freaking in Dallas. Hasn't left. Uh, how you feeling, bro? Are you surviving? Are you going to make it? Getting a little cooped up here, but uh, yeah, I'm actually more concerned about you. It sounded like you were lost, just uh, you, but you found us okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, con con congrats on, on that. Yeah, how's how's your week been uh, out in the big big world? Uh, it's been it's been pretty great, bro. You know, I got a lot of fresh air. Uh, you know, it was Labor Day weekend, so I was able to enjoy the outside. You know, it was nice. I I truly enjoyed it, bro. <laughs> That's fantastic. That sounds nice. <laughs> Weinicus, say what's up to the people, bro. How are Yo. the jungles? Um, the jungles are great. I'm scoping out citadels out here. And once again, I'm surprised that we are not yet canceled. I, I thought that Meme Tards episode was going to do it to us. But let's see if we can try to get ourselves canceled today. Well, we always try to. Obviously, the Meme Tards aren't edgy enough. So, shouts out to Sean <laughs> in the chat. You need to step it up. Labra, Sean Fluencer, didn't do his job well enough. But anyways, guys, man, what a week. What a week. Uh, we have Nico Jones in the building. And guys, I'm going to have to put uh, Simply Bitcoin in the description like always. Because, man, they came in hot with the signal all week. Yesterday's. September 7th episode and September 8th episodes. I'll put them in the description because they were both fire. I've been telling you guys forever that literally Nico and Coin Icarus are my signal throughout all this stuff. If they don't tell me the news, then I'm not listening. So, man, as Nico said, it was a legendary week, man. As Jester just put in the chat, dude, did you hear about El Salvador? Man. Guys, the nation state level game theory commences. Is this the beginning of the end? What is going on, man? This shit was crazy. Jester, what is your thought? Since all you had to do was think about Bitcoin this whole week, what is your world breaking thoughts right now? Um, I heard the McDonald's accepted Bitcoin, as and did Starbucks. Oh my God, Jester, are you telling me that we can buy coffee with Bitcoin? 
Holy shit. So I think we're all going to different locations now and asking, uh, can can I pay with Bitcoin at this location as well? Are you one of the participating stores? <laughs> yeah, so uh, when, when are we going to get this uh, corporations accepting Bitcoin outside of El Salvador? Is this the the small what no how'd nico put it this is the shot heard around the world nico jump in here bro let's get the people let's get the people riled up with a legendary nico jones rant once you start going we can't stop you so what's up bro give him some horns wanikus hold on one second <laughs> hold on one second uh oh, we lost Nico. Legendary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, it was fucking crazy what happened. It was fucking legendary. Um, you know, the world's never going to be the same. Bitcoin is now legal tender in El Salvador. But a lot of things that people don't really talk about is essentially like, and I don't know whether you want to say this is destiny, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever floats your boat, but. Essentially, Bitcoin is legal tender, but that, that's important. But what's more important is that Bitcoin is legal tender alongside the U.S. dollar. So it's going to highlight all the failures of fiat over the next four years. In the short term, the propaganda, the propaganda arm of, you know, the fiat powers that be, you know, the Wall Street Journal, the Financial Times, you know, Washington Post, all of that, you know, the BBC, Reuters, all of them, dude, like if you've just been focusing on the wording, you know, it's essentially Bitcoin is highly volatile, it's going to fail the economy, they can only do that for so long. And then they then they start becoming like Peter Schiff. So what's going to happen in the next four years, you know, after this, you know, bull market kind of finishes, and then we, we enter the next bear market, and then up to going up to 2024, 2025, closer to the next having, uh, Naeem Bukele is going to look like a fucking genius. And so is Michael Saylor. Okay. And every single public company and all the smaller nations, especially the ones that least benefit from the legacy financial system. So all the Central American countries, all the South American countries, they're going to look at the US dollar and they're going to ask themselves, why the fuck am I holding this? This is a losing bet. Um, Kaiser thinks we already won. I would agree with him in the sense that, yeah, in, in terms of game theory, we have won. But I'm very, very worried because essentially what's going to happen is, especially for people that live in Europe and the states, right, the go those governments are going to react so ferociously to try to, like, hold on to the power of the money printer, Right. And it, it's it, it's futile. They're not going to win. But in the process, dude, I have no doubt in my mind that we're going to get to a point right in the next decade where either the U.S. government outright bans it and then they ban it. And then they offered they offer to all the normies like, hey, you know, if you sell me your Bitcoin, I'm going to give you this price. You know, the same they did the same thing with gold back in the 30s. Right. I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to try to they're going to try to do something like that. And it's weird because it's it's a sort of like this cosmic justice, right? The countries that adopt Bitcoin first 
are going to be some of the poorest countries on earth because they're the countries that have been getting fucked by the legacy financial system for so long. You know, all these countries, they get these loans from the IMF and they're predatory loans, right? They're loans that the IMF and the World Bank know that they cannot pay back, but they give them anyways, essentially to enslave these countries, right? We got very, we got very lucky with Naim Bukele because he's a young guy. You know, this guy's 40. He's a young ass president. So he knows, he understands, right? He wants to break from the traditional norms, right? And he wants to empower his people, right? 23% of the uh, Salvadorian economy, you know, relies on remittances. And now through strike, right, it completely solves that issue that they had before where they were paying up to 30% just to Western Union just to send money, you know, to relatives. Like if you're sending money from the, from the States to El Salvador, you're paying up to 30%. With Bitcoin, it solves all that. So it's fucking crazy, dude, what's going to what it's going to go down. But the best advice that I give to everybody, guys, is make sure that if you buy any Bitcoin, take it into self-custody and try to educate as many people as possible. Because when this shit goes down, I think Ron Paul calls it the crack up boom. Right. Which is like the collapse of the fiat system as we know it. Right. Things are going to get fucking nasty They're, the governments are trying are going to try to react because essentially what's happening guys is we're transitioning from the industrial age right into the information age right and the in the information age right the individual has 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 tremendous power over the state right the state the reason that they have so much power today is because they have a money printer that's the only reason that welfare wealth redistribution, taxes, all of those things only work because the government controls the money, right? Now we're transitioning to an era where the people control the money, right? So we're going to go through a very turbulent era, but on the other side of that hill, man, we're going to have freedom like we've never imagined possible. And, you know, Phil says this many times, right, on on some bitcoin we're gonna we're gonna enter an age of renaissance man it's going to be freedom like we've never imagined and think about it this way the collective unconscious of the world has been operating on a fiat standard right every talk to every single bitcoiner they're all positive they're hopeful about the future right you're hopeful about the future again that's what bitcoin gives you most people have been operating on a fiat standard i mean they're nihilistic they're depressed about the future. There's no end. It's they're they're stuck in a rat race. You know, imagine if the majority of the world started being hopeful about the future again. What would that do to mankind? Right? Bitcoin solves so many problems, man. But the powers that be, the evil motherfuckers at the IMF, the evil motherfuckers at the World Economic Forum, the evil motherfuckers at the Fed, would rather have everybody enslaved. Right? than give in to the better system because they know that once they give in, people are going to want blood, bro. These people that are doing all the fucked up shit are going to pay and Bitcoin is going to make them pay. We just have to hold them out. Let's fucking go. Let's go. That's when you hit the horns, freaking Wynikus. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> you are not one with the soundboard yet, Wynikus. I am a soundboard. Uh, Nico, I have a question for you. Actually, 
you sparked a lot of questions. First off, um, how does this and and coin acres? I see you're in the chat too, so I, I'd love to get your opinion and and anyone else's opinion that has uh, any thoughts on this. But what does and they fight you look for? Like you said, it's going to get dark, and I've been kind of thinking this for a minute. We've been talking about it for a while. We we don't know yet how this will play out, but what exactly in your mind do you see happening if we are attacked by the U.S. government, or not Dude. necessarily attacked because we're already being attacked, but if they all, go full all, blow sixteen, you know, yeah. So all right, Bitcoin ban. You know, they'll call us financial terrorists, like shit, like that. Like I'm not even kidding, right? Um, you know, they'll, they'll start saying things like it's your patriotic duty to support the dollar. You already hear Donald Trump like kind of saying this rhetoric, right? He's like, I don't like them. I want people using the dollar, right? Now, here's the thing, right? They think that if they come up with a digital version of the dollar, right, it will be able to compete with Bitcoin. That's the problem, right? The problem is that the government will never be able to provide you a money that cannot be debased, and Bitcoin is able to provide you with the money that cannot be debased, right? So they're never going to solve that issue. But that doesn't mean that, you know, uh, Vladimir Lenin, the guy that's founded the Soviet Union, used to call them useful idiots, right? doesn't matter that the useful idiots, right, won't buy into the propaganda of, oh, wow, it's my patriotic duty to, to support the dollar. Or, you know, I, I, I have no doubt in my mind that they'll blame the collapse of the fiat system on Bitcoin, you know. And unfortunately, a lot of sheep will buy into that, you know, what they don't even realize that the fiat system collapsed because of the government. That like it's literally their own doing. But a lot of people are going to believe, you know, that it was Bitcoin. So, it, dude, if we if, if this happens slowly over time, like if this happened over the next 15, 20 years, I think it would be a peaceful transition. The only thing that I'm kind of worried about if this happens too fast, right? Like if the fiat system collapses within the decade, dude, and these people still have some power, you know, it, it's it's funny because if you live in a non-Western country that the population already knows that the government can't be trusted, right? They know they, they would they, they don't mind having Bitcoin win. They already know they can't trust the government. But in this country, right, like, for example, the left in this country, dude, they idolize. It's like they replaced religion and God and they replaced it with the state. You know, a lot of right. people on the left do that. Right. And like they'll they'll like, oh, my God, it's Biden. Oh, my God, it's Kamala. Like and they, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Right. So it's like I'm afraid, you know, that if this happens too fast, if the fiat system collapses too fast and the government and the U.S. government still has too much power and we don't have enough Bitcoiners in the halls of Congress. So like at least fight. Because what they did, what, what Treasury did with the infrastructure bill is they essentially snuck in, you know, this fucking, you know, it, it looks like it's going to go into law too, like this law that it's not enforceable. But what it allows the government to do is it gives them a huge stick to go after the Bitcoin industry. Right. So, you know, th that kind of, you know, that concerns me. Right. So what can what would happen if, you know, the U.S. government declared Bitcoin an enemy, which I have no doubt event uh, it, inevitably they will. They'll 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 ban it. They'll say it's illegal to hold. They'll say whatever with gold. 
unfortunately for them, it's much harder to enforce, right? You know, with gold, the reason they were able to see so much gold is because gold is usually kept in vaults, right? With Bitcoin, if you take self-custody, it's impossible for the U.S. government to go house to house and try to get, you know, literally 24 words from 80, 90 million people in the country. That's not going to happen, right? But what they'll do is they'll try to entice people. They'll say, hey, listen, if you give me your Bitcoin, I'll give you my shitcoin, which is the new version of the dollar, right? So the only thing that concerns me is that, you know, some people might fall for that, you know, and, and if, it's a, it's, if it's the majority of the population, what's going to happen is the same thing that's happening with the vaccine right now. You know, you have half the country saying like awake, right? And then you have half the country, you know, saying like, if you don't get the vaccine, you're going to fucking kill people. But they don't realize that the government is telling them that to not highlight their own failures, right? So they're saying it's, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. The reason that they're saying that is because the government has fucked up and shot the bed so much. They want people to, you know, divide and conquer. They want people to blame the other side. Right. So I suspect we, we might see something similar when it comes to, you know, this this when when, you know, the, the Western governments, right, the governments that have the most to lose. Right. Which is the European Central Bank, the Amer the the Federal Reserve. Right. They're going to try to hold on to that power as long as possible, because once they lose that power, all of the bureaucratic Washington, D.C., welfare state dies with it right so imagine all the people that collect unemployment all the postal workers all the all the federal employees once that money printer dies all of a sudden they don't have a job anymore and what phil says many times on the show right is all of a sudden and it also says this in the sovereign individual right is that governments are going to have to start providing value Right. So instead of us being like serfs right now, slaves to the government, it would turn around. What Bitcoin would do is it would empower the individual. Right. And now governments are essentially customers of of, of uh, sorry. Now citizens are customers of their governments. That is what we're living through. We're living through the transition of the industrial age to the information age. Right. And the individual has never had as much sovereignty and as much personal power that we have now right but that transition historically speaking every time we transition from one era to another era things are very chaotic things are very violent we're seeing it right now all the chaos all the violence right and as that system as their system of the welfare state of the money printer state starts to die when it just becomes so obvious that no one has any like any trust in that system anymore these people are in power are going to try to fight for their lives because they know that once they give that up dude these people are powerless like think about it dude that's 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 where we're transitioning to we're transitioning into an era where you can't just win a popularity contest and all of a sudden you can start invading other countries all of a sudden you could start telling people to put fucking chin diapers on their face what bitcoin does is it destroys the nation state and in the process it empowers the individual right so that transitional period dude is going to be fucking terrifying for all of us but the best thing that you could do right is to and and the united states has has a has an advantage over europe in this is that a, the individual states in the u.s have a lot of sovereignty over the federal government. So what I suspect is going to happen is 
as you know, we, we go through hyper Bitcoinization, a lot of individual states, mostly Texas and Florida, right? The, 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 the states that are friendly to Bitcoin businesses, they will protect Bitcoin. And the states, the commie states, the blue states, the ones that have been hostile towards Bitcoin because of environmental reasons and all that bullshit, right? They're going to have fun staying poor, right? So what I think is going to happen, right, is that we're going to have a situation of judicial arbitrage, right? So essentially all the Bitcoiners, and you're already seeing this right now, bro, they're going to start to flee to states that are going to protect their interest, right? They're going to start to fleeing to Florida. They're going to start fleeing to Texas, right? And you can also see this on a worldwide level as much, right? Because look, Bitcoin gives you two things, man. It gives you the power to vote with your wallet and the power to vote with your feet. If shit starts getting too bad in your location, all of a sudden you can memorize those 24 words and you can go anywhere around the world and no one could stop you. That's incredibly powerful. And human beings have never had that ability ever. Think about it. If you're if you're if you wanted to go like back in the 1930s when, you know, uh, the Nazis got into power, one of the first things that they did was ask the Jews to report their wealth. Right. They would say, OK, this is a Jewish bank account. And the reason that they were doing that is they were getting ready to seize that. Right. And also a lot of the reasons that the Jews didn't leave, even though all this shit started happening in Nazi Germany, was because they couldn't bring their wealth with them. When it comes to Bitcoin, dude. The government can't touch you. So you're going to go where you're treated best, right? And I suspect that, you know, once we start entering closer and closer to this era where the fiat system is in its last legs, right? I think as Bitcoiners, right, what you'll see is a mass migration, dude, will get up and leave. And unfortunately, the people that are, this is why you have to save as many people as possible. This is why you have to save your family. This is why you have to save your, you know, your siblings, your friends, right? You have to save as many people as possible. The people that get stuck when the music stops holding fiat and holding stuck, holding stuff that's connected, connected to the legacy system are going to hate your guts because the government is going to use you as a scapegoat. They're going to say it was their fault. It's their fault because you're going to see the only thing that's going to retain value, right, is Bitcoin. Everything is going to zero if you compare it to Bitcoin. Everything. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's real estate. <laughs> I don't care if it's real estate. I don't care if it's gold. I don't care if it's equities. Everything. If you put it over time, you put Bitcoin and you put whatever it next to it, it's going to zero. So when P when the music stops and people are gonna are holding dollars, they're gonna get so wrecked. And in the process of that, they're gonna get angry. And in the process of that, a crazy politician is gonna take advantage of that anger, like they always do, and they're gonna use a scapegoat. In the 30s, it was the Jews for Hitler, right? This time I suspect it's going to be Bitcoiners. You already hear this, bro. They call us right-wing extremists. You know, I they're gonna call us financial terrorists. I'm telling you, you have Elizabeth Warren calling us shadowy super coders. It's funny now, right? But wait until the government is in, in, in deep shit. Their rhetoric is going to intensify, dude. And the best thing that you could do to protect yourself is cold storage, protect your seeds, multi-sig, and move to a, a Bitcoin-friendly state, whether that's Wyoming, whether that's Texas, or whether that's Florida. Yeah. Now listen, this cold motherfucking boy! <laughs>
<laughs> Let's go. Nico Jones in this bitch. All right, we got some we got some good comments in the YouTube chat. Uh, one's by Narwar Tacos. He goes, I think we'll get to a point where it will be, quote unquote, an issue of national security for Americans to turn over their BTC to the Fed slash Treasury and no coiners will turn Bitcoiners in. I think Nico said Absolutely. the exact Absolutely. same thing. Uh, then we got our boy Nick Campmine. Throw some horns, Wynikus. Let's go, Nick. He goes, prisoner's dilemma in full force. Let's go. Count Bitcoin goes, listen to Nico. Narwar Tacos again. I think this, as in Nico, is spot on. <laughs> Let's go. Man, honestly, Nico, what you say is absolutely terrifying on one hand. But on the other hand, as Bitcoiners, it's it's kind of, what's the word, like, it's kind of charming. It, it's kind of like, okay, like they know they lost and we have the upper hand and it kind of puts a fire in our ass to make sure that we have everything. Uh, we have all our ducks in a row because we already know that this is what's happening. You know, we saw it this week. The first nation state has adopted Bitcoin and within the day of them fully adopting it or as uh, legal tender, the the dominoes have fallen. There's there's more countries coming out talking about Bitcoin or in you know cryptocurrency and shitcoin terms. But uh, it seems like these dominoes will fall a lot faster than what we've imagined them to, and it makes you think like how fast will this play out? It it seems to be playing out way faster than we even imagined, but. Anyone that knows, especially someone that knows like Nico knows, that the, the the Federal Reserve System, the central bank facade can go in a lot longer than we can imagine, but we can outhodle them. And so you got to just do what Nico says. Take your Bitcoin off exchanges, put it in cold storage, because shit's about to hit the fan. I don't know where you've been the last year or two, but shit has hit the fan, and it's getting crazier and crazier every day. And we just watch it in real time and talk about it every week. The same stuff happening every week. And it just seems to get worse every single day. So, guys, I know if you're Yo. listening to this, you already know this. But, man, if you're new, you need to wake up. Hit it, Wynikus. I just want to give a big shout-out to the El Salvadorian president, Nayib Bukele. I know people say he's an authoritarian dictator or whatever, but he is leading the way and he's doing this for his nation. Like we're kind of talking about it yesterday. A politician or a head of a state doesn't need to adopt Bitcoin for its game theory aspects, right? Like they're in a position of power. It doesn't matter what their country's currency is or who they're, who's benefiting off of it. Like it's, the people in power in a small shit country with no money can decide to just stay the way they are and 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 benefit off of that. But he's doing it, it seems like, for the people. So I really hope that this guy can stick around and like the, the powers that be don't assassinate him or any of that stuff. 
Yeah, and and to touch on what Wynikus is saying, he's you're you're absolutely right. And there's something right about Bitcoin that is extremely important, and that's why I always say I'm a single issue voter. I don't care whether you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican. Right? Listen, once you take the orange pill, it's game over. Okay, number go up technology and freedom enabling technology are inextricably linked. You cannot disconnect them. You can't have Bitcoin without freedom, right? So the moment, whether a politician is aware of this or not, the moment that they take that step, essentially what they're doing is that they're freeing their country. Inevitably, that country is going to become a Bitcoin country and Bitcoin is going to have more political power than the government per se over time. So our goal, right? Is not necessarily, you know, like Naim Bukele is great, but Naim Bukele, as soon as he took the orange pill, as soon as Bitcoin became legal tender, it's game over, right, for El Salvador, right? So essentially the goal in the U.S. would be, right, and I'm, I'm currently working on something as well, but I'll, I'll talk about it later, but the goal in the U.S. would be to vote as many people in that are Bitcoin friendly as possible because once you do that, you can't go back. Once a politician takes the orange pill, you cannot go back from that, right? You can't just say, listen, I like the benefits of Bitcoin. I like that, you know, the number goes up. I like that you can send it to people, but I, I don't like the freedom. No, it's a full package. It come, Everything comes together. You can't just, you can't have a dictator saying, listen, I'm going to have a little bit of Bitcoin, but I don't like these parts. It doesn't work that way. So our goal, right, you know, and again, this is going to become very political is what I was saying before, right, is to get as many Bitcoin politicians in as possible. You know, worst case scenario, we could always just, you know, rely on our nodes, Bitcoin circular economy, right? But dude, this is, you know, we're, we're, we're we are already in the then they fight you stage. It's going to get super ferocious, you know, over the next couple of years. Um, Nico, I have a question. Do you think having a strong majority of the population being ardent Bitcoiners has the same effect as having a few politicians that are fully orange-pilled? Dude, I think that in the short term, the politicians have more power, but I think that as fiat dies the politicians are going to have less and less power. The, the reason that politicians have so much power right now is because of the, of the money printer. It pays for everything. Yeah. It pays for the the people with guns. It pays for the military. I think, like, think about it from this perspective, right? If in, in a Bitcoin, a Bitcoin standard, the locked work. Economically now is because politicians have a money printer, and that money printer keeps allowing them to pay for all these fucking crazy, fucking concoctions they come up in their minds without any type of real economic repercussions, right? So as soon as you take that ability away from them, right, they don't have that ability anymore, and all of a sudden politicians don't have that power. The power rests in the people that hold the Bitcoin, meaning the people, right? So right now, like in this scenario, right, like right now, today, in the present, politicians have more power 
than the individuals holding Bitcoin. But 10 years from now, it's going to be all those people holding Bitcoin significantly more power than that elected representative. And dude, I'm calling this right now. I don't think the fiat system will last 10, 15 years. This is end game right now. This is end game. They don't have a, like, they don't have a choice. Like, for example, like they're acting as if they could taper off. You know, like that's one of the, it's so funny because they announced that, right? It's like Jerome Powell is announcing that they're going to taper off, but in the same announcement, it doesn't tell, it doesn't say when he's going to taper off. It doesn't tell you how much he's going to taper off. It's just a generic statement. And the reason for that is because they're trying to keep up the facade as um, alive as much as possible, right? They're trying to essentially tell the world, oh, everything's working just as normal. The thing is, look, and this happened in 2008 when we first started QE. Right. And if you look at the chart, right, they've tried to taper off QE, meaning they've tried to stop the amount of money they're printing at the rate they're printing. And the last time that that happened, it was the repo market crisis. Now we have the reverse repo market crisis. The reverse repo market crisis is the opposite of the repo market crisis. And essentially the reverse repo market crisis is that banks don't know where to put their cash at night. Think about it. They have so much cash, but they have no one willing to 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 essentially to get those loans. Right. So it's created an opposite crisis. I think it's up to a trillion dollars in the reverse repo. Like it's something insane. Right. No one is talking about this. Everyone's saying that the inflation is caused by supply chains. It's caused by covid. No one is talking about the fact that the inflation is caused by the amount of money that they're printing at the rate they're printing, right? So I don't think this is going to end well. And if you look at history, for example, like in Weimar Republic, if you look at the articles of the people at the time, all the elites, all the politicians at the top of the food chain were saying the same thing. They were saying, oh, there's nothing wrong with money printing. If you look at, you know, uh, from the Roman Republic to the Roman Empire, right? It was very similar, right? The society started to degrade morally the more that the money got disconnected from reality, right? The beginning of the Roman Empire, I think the denarii had 95% silver. Towards the end of the Roman Empire, it had less than 0.05, right? So if you compare the two, right? The fact that our money has been more and more disconnected from reality, you could literally draw a line and you could you could, it, it's so similar, the moral degradation of society, right? And that's where we are right now. And I suspect we're entering into the end stage. Now, the only thing, dude, is that no one could tell you when it's going to end because like human beings are innately bad at that type of shit because we don't live very long lives, historically speaking, right? So it's very hard. It's like you feel that it's happening, but in reality, it might happen 10 years from now. Right. Even though you might feel that it's happening now. Right. So I know that it's going to end relatively soon, historically speaking. Just I don't know when it's going to end. But, dude, I'm telling you that the closer and closer that it gets to the point where they can no longer hide the scam. Right. I think meat prices are up 70 percent. Like, dude, if if that happens for another two or three years, you're going to see riots on the street. Right. And people are going to start losing faith in the dollar. The moment that it reaches a critical mass of people that lose faith in the U.S. dollar, that's when hyperinflation starts. And that's when you start seeing crazy shit from the government. 
because they're going to try to maintain control. They're going to try to keep the money printer system alive because that's essentially how all the bureaucrats in the government get paid. That's their livelihood. Right. And with Bitcoin, if we go to a Bitcoin standard, all those fucking people lose their job, all of them. And I think in the U.S., it's like three, three million federal employees. Yeah, that's. Yo, that's yo Nico. Yeah, now listen, that's cool, <laughs> motherfucking boys. Yo, Nico, fun stat of the day to back you up. When did the Fed stop start paying reserve uh, paying interest on reserves at commercial banks? Because you know there's the required reserve, right? What year was it? 2020. It happened last year. 2006. They they agreed to start paying. The Fed started agreeing to pay commercial banks um, interest on their deposits that are required reserves. And then yeah, in 2020 they dropped the requirement to zero. Yeah, yeah. Because the banks, the banks yeah. will keep reserves if you pay them interest, right? But 2006, dude, that's a crazy. Like, why, why did it take 200 years for them to start paying? <laughs> you know, it's crazy for dude. the first time that. ever in 2006. It's gonna crazy. get nasty, dude. It's gonna. I know. I I didn't know 2006, but I know that 2020 was the year that they. So like, you know how everyone says it's like it's a fractionally reserved system. Now it's a zero reserve system, dude. Yeah. Banks no longer have to hold. Like if you deposit $100 in a bank, they no longer have to hold 10%. So they don't have, they have to hold zero. So if you hold a hundred, you put a hundred dollars into a bank, they could loan out that hundred dollars. They're trying to squeeze as much out of the system, but the system has no more to squeeze out of it. Right. And you yep. see this. Dude. And they admitted it, Nico, they admitted that in 2006. Think about it. That's their admission. They say, look, the dollar is not a store of value anymore. We need to pay you to hold it. Fact, 2006. That's the marker. Yeah, dude. It's shit's going to get wild, guys. I'm telling you, dude. Shit's going to get Yeah, now listen. That's called motherfucking boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys. Go Let me on, just bring this back to El Salvador for one second. I just want to read a really good Saifedean tweet from yesterday after el salvador announced their first purchase of 200 coins he tweeted in this world one government holds a hard monetary asset that nobody can inflate and that can be sent around the world in hours all other governments hold each other's inflationary debt and immobile yellow rocks find out what happens next game theory let's go it's gonna be interesting I mean, shit, do we have thoughts on who's going to be the next country to fall to the Bitcoin standard? Dude, we're all going to be our own country. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) So what I've been hearing, right, um, and I forget who I had this conversation with, um, would be Panama. And the reason for Panama, right, is that they have the Panama Canal. So essentially... What's going to happen, right, is that you're going to have the, all the oil and gas companies, they're going to start mining Bitcoin. As, and as more and more people lose confidence in the dollar, they're going to start pricing oil and gas and Bitcoin. Now, the, the Panama Canal is really interesting because essentially now they, they take dollars, right? You know, that's how you pay for the, you know, the, to, to get from the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean. I've been hearing, right, I don't know how much is true, but essentially they want to start taking Bitcoin instead. But that's a couple years. Right? So 
going to start happening where, you know, essentially the dollar is going to be dropped in terms of what things are going to be priced in and things are going to start being priced in Bitcoin. Why? Because it doesn't make sense to price things in fucking dollars. Doesn't make sense anymore. Right. And dude, more and more countries are realizing this, dude. Like more and more countries are realizing this. And unfortunately, dude, it's like the U.S. was like, you know, the, the head honcho because it was like it's the world reserve currency and all the perks that come with it, meaning you could just print as much money as you want. And, you know, the whole world gets poorer, but you could just start paying for everything you want. Right. Um, that's like. Right. Oh, it's like we have the world reserve currency. The powers that want to try to hold on to that and in the process of citizens, right? We're the ones that pay for that and they're going to get more and more totalitarian, you know, but Max Kaiser said something really interesting. And I think this gave me a lot of faith, right? Which is that their only tool to fight us, right? Is to print more money. That's the only way. That's the only thing they know how to do, right? So what happens when that money printer is printing money that does Anything. There's no. They don't know any other way to fight things, right? They're they're not good at shit, right? They're not. They don't produce anything. They all they do is take, right? So they don't. They're not like geniuses, you know. They're not entrepreneurs. All they're it's a giant bureaucracy, and the only reason, the only thing they know how to do is print, and through that printing is how they pay for all the crazy shit, all the wars, all the fucked up shit, right? So, that's the hope, right? The hope is. That, that money printer, that, that money team becomes useless, and then they no longer have a way to pay for things. So please forget about it. About it, you know. Hopefully, you know that transition happens, man. But dude, it's gonna be violent, man. It's it's gonna be scary. It's gonna be violent. But the best thing that you could do is just hold the line, keep that custody of your Bitcoin, and go to states that are bitcoin friendly because i guarantee you that texas and florida is gonna fight the federal government tooth and nail you know if they start passing crazy laws like that why and texas have a lot of bitcoin businesses so they're not want bitcoiners to leave right wyoming as well dude so like the best advice that i have for you guys is just like relocate yourself in a state that is preferably red, right? That is friendly to Bitcoiners because those are the states that you're gonna take refuge in. And the other states, right? They're gonna, you know, the federal government's gonna try to fucking go after people and shit. You're gonna see, dude, this is gonna get fucking wild. Yeah, man. It it, it seems to be warming up, man. It seems like all the exciting stuff is happening all at the same time and it's just like I, I, I say it all the time man it's just so crazy to be sitting here front row with you guys and watching this shit happen and, and not only watching it but being like oh yeah we called this was gonna happen a few months ago and here it is you know there, there's a superpower of holding Bitcoin and working from first principles and and furthermore uh, I think I think today is just the Nico Jones show like let's go <laughs> Nico, the name of the episode. I'm sorry, bro. Don't be I'm sorry. sorry. It's dude. epic. I love it, dude. I like you know. I love listening to your perspective. You're you're my dog. You are my pirate radio, uh, radio host. Uh, 
you you lead me to the promised land and i love when you rant because you're always on point dude we don't call you nico jones for no reason you you don't seem to miss bro so continue dude continue bitcoin kindergarten is a nico jones podcast (laughs) (laughs) always has been always has been (laughs) (laughs) epic um i mean look to bring it back to el salvador I think what's awesome about Naib Bukele, if I say his name right, is is like what Nico said. Once he became Orange Pill, he became one of us. Like him dunking on the IMF for the past couple of weeks has just been so fucking epic to see a president just doing what we do, trolling everyone and yet kicking ass while he does it. So, I mean, we did run that poll, Wine, because I put it in the chat. Uh, we asked everyone how base is Naib Bukele. Uh, the majority of the answer was that he's based in authoritarianism. Shouts out to Jester for that answer. But uh, he's base, bro. And like Nico said, man, it's looking good for us Bitcoiners that we have someone young and empowered that is doing something of this magnitude. And he has to know the game theory playing out. And... I can't wait to see other countries uh, continue this game theory because I, as Nico said, I did see, um, I forget who from Panama, but it was like someone I'm looking up. But anyways, he he came out pretty, pretty uh, hard stance on Bitcoin, except it, it was kind of uh, a little shit coinery. If, if I, if I'm being honest, uh, it seemed like he was posturing a little shit coinery, but we shall see. If another Latin American country falls to the Bitcoin standard, I think that's bullish overall. But uh, our boy Pedro at retweet goes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the first shitcoin country at Panama. So <laughs> uh, this guy, Gabriel Silva, he is independent deputy from Panama goes full bitcoin blockchain so man is this this is going to be a wild end of the year what do we have four more months to the end of the year man is this super cycle confirmed i know we've been talking about it for a while but it really does seem like this is a super cycle but i i, I know i know nico since this is the nico jones show nico jones takeover show uh i know you are big on on the fact that we are still working, excuse me, working within um, the having cycles. So is this time different, boys? Is this time when we break out of that cycle? Or yes, continue. Inflation is starting to become aware to pretty much everyone now. It's impacting their, their lives and then I don't know. We're just on an, a whole accelerated path right now. Everything's happening way quicker than we thought. I mean, Biden's going to speak tomorrow about probably some vax mandate stuff. Like people don't want any of this shit. So um, I don't know. I still have little trust in in the overall population. I think people are just very uncomfortable with being different and not being accepted by everyone else 
other than obviously Bitcoiners were like the counter culture. But um, eventually they're going to have no choice. Like everyone buys Bitcoin at the price they deserve, right? So we'll see. Maybe people will wake up. Agreed. Well, that's that's kind of the point that I've been thinking about a lot. It's like, are people really waking up right now? Because, I mean, I do see a lot of unrest within different countries, within different factions of people. And personally, even in my, where, where I live, in, in a very blue state, there is a lot of rumblings of people waking up. But the majority of the normies, of, you know, the masses, the majority of my friends that I know are still ostriches with their head in the sand. And in my opinion, it's very obvious that inflation is hitting us. We just had um, Biden's National Economic Council, Brian Deese, come out today basically saying that there is no inflation if you take out uh, in, in regards to food. There's no inflation in food prices if you take out beef, pork, and poultry. So basically everything you want to eat, they're just saying like, oh, yeah, you know, those prices are going up, but everything else is OK. So as much as I. Food. Yeah, exactly. Real food is going up, but everything else is, is still cheap. So, well, well, let me let me jump in for a second, because I think that this is actually a good thing. And you know how um, Bitcoin fixes this is like the mantra, right? Well, here it's like the price going up of anything will lead you more to like an untapped growth model, which has a double effect there. It not only makes that more attractive, right? Because everything is like a comparative analysis, right? But it also leads you to the more healthy products, right? Like that mass-produced beef that went up in price, like you should probably be, be seeking like to verify your own food source. And you know that I'm big about that. And um, maybe that catalyzes more people to do that. And like permaculture fixes this for sure. Shill, 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 I do. I, the bag. I very much do need to secure the bag because, man, ribeyes are getting expensive, boys. Uh, I know she, 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 she's like, you guys are disgusting. He doesn't eat meat like we do. Shame on you, she, she. Nah. <laughs> I'm just playing. Like, but, but like, bro. But, but like, on the real, dude, meat prices are going up. And like Nico's saying, if if the the powers that be are really trying to control the narrative, one way to control people is by controlling what they eat. If they, you know, like like Safety says, if you're eating a lot of fiat food, a lot of fiat sludge, uh, you're not you're not firing at all cylinders. And you know, call me call me a conspiracy theorist all you want, but there does seem to be some choke points in regards to getting real foods and how that will affect the majority of people is still yet to be fully seen, even though I think we can, you know, get some ideas considering everyone is fat and has mental issues 
and is still believing the narratives and the powers that be, it seems like they're doing pretty well in controlling people. So the point is, is can they still control us? Because I know Nico brought up about the past and, and they're, they're being able to control us in, you know, during World War One or I mean World War Two, like the Jews in uh, 1971 and stuff. But I feel like now we've been saying this all the time, but now it's different. Everyone's on the Internet. You know, we have all these quote unquote fake news, misinformation campaigns going off. So like even the truth has been proliferated where no one even knows what's real and what's Man, not. I think like people are still just so scared to have a difference opin difference of opinion from the norm. Like look what look at what they did. They could they convinced everyone, eight billion people to wear a mask, like little kids to wear masks. Bags. Look what people are doing. They're walking into restaurants wearing a mask and then sitting down at a table, taking it off and eating, thinking that that's the norm. Like what? That's the clown world right there. You know, how, how are we going to convince those people? Or is Bitcoin even for those people? Right. Maybe, maybe it's not right. Maybe it's for just the, the money, people. the money, the money breaks. That's how no one cares until the money breaks. When the money breaks, that's when people start questioning the money what's breaks going on. They're going to still be following orders. No, dude. When the money breaks, the people following orders don't have money for things, dude. Everything breaks down, right? Like the trust in the government. For so example, I always we say, a new system. This is a new so dollar. Like, I always, wiped out. Yeah, so, no, no, dude. It doesn't work like that, dude. Like, look, I always say that it's much easier to convince someone that's from Latin America about Bitcoin because they're so used to the money breaking. And their, therefore, their trust in the government is like at zero. Zero. The facts. reason that the reason that the people have trust in Europe and in in the U.S. in the governments because the money has been relatively stable. So all the normies, they're not going to question the narrative, the mainstream, until the money breaks. And right now, we're watching the money break. That's why the powers that be are so obsessed with telling you, oh, the inflation is temporary. Oh, this is whatever. Because if they actually told you the truth, that's when the the masses, right, would start questioning, wait, what is, wait a second, what's going on, right? We haven't had the money break yet. When the money breaks, dude, is when all hells breaks loose, dude. That's when just shit hits the fan. You know, and, and anything that the person on TV saying, listen, it's your patriotic duty to leave your money in a bank. None of that works, bro. <laughs> everyone so goes to the, everyone. Yeah. Right. You're you're connected with Venezuela, Latin countries. Obviously, their money's completely broken. How many like how much is Bitcoin coming up in conversation there or how much is it being adopted? Is it like why isn't it being adopted quicker in those countries? So it's estimated that about. 30 to 35% of the Venezuelan economy is not on Bitcoin, but is on cryptos. I'm sure a big percentage of that is in, is in Bitcoin. You have Nigeria, for example, whose currency is collapsing. And you have the government blaming Bitcoin, right? That's one of the main reasons. So in countries, you have the same story in, in Turkey. So in countries where the money is already collapsing, People are not using Bitcoin to speculate like we are in the West, 
people are using Bitcoin to survive, right? So it's a much different, it's a much different talk. Now we've well, been, Nico, yeah, Nico, let me, let me just, it's not pushing back. It's just like furthering sort of the conversation, which is the problem when the money finally does break is that it doesn't buy you much Bitcoin. Of course. Right. Like when your money's broken, who the fuck wants to give you Bitcoin for that shit? You know, <laughs> fucking nobody. Dude. Well, that's what I'm but trying people to tell barely you. want to give up USD for that, right? Well, that's what I'm trying huh? to tell you. That, that's why I was saying before Shishi, like it's our responsibility, bro, is try to save as many people as possible before the music stops because once the music stops right shit's gonna hit the fan and what the tendency of human beings are if you look at history right is that they gravitate towards the authoritarian the dictator right because he essentially says like hey i have a solution to your problems right if we have a critical mass of people you know saying like look uh you know, fuck that shit, fuck the government, fuck going back to a government money. There's a way out. There's a currency that can't be debased. None of this shit could happen again, right? Dude, what you're going to start to see is people, shit is going to start being priced in sats. Like, unfortunately, right now, dude, is like one of the biggest issues that with Bitcoin has is the unit bias, right? The unit bias, dude, is so like... Like if you have someone in Venezuela, right? Like looking at Bitcoin, it's very demoralizing to see point zero 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 something. You know, like yeah. we are, we need to transition to Satoshi's. Like that shit needs to happen tomorrow. You know, and you know all of this shit's gonna happen. I would say that once we enter this stage of like the money breaks, think about it. Like think about it from this perspective because this part I don't even know how to answer this question but think about how scary this scenario is right in venezuela what happened was that the bolivar went to shit and essentially the the country dollarized and then a portion of the country essentially became bitcoinized whatever if you want to use that word what happens when the dollar breaks there is no other currency to go to you know there is no stable store of value right so I don't know what's going to happen there. You know, like, it's not like you could just adopt another country's currency that's stable, dude. If the dollar collapses, I guarantee you that the, the euro follows suit, right? And I don't know what's Well, they could happen. go to gold, right? That you're not taking into account that, obviously. that, that That's obviously an option that they can go for. Not saying I, that they will or won't. I'm just saying, like, that's obviously, like, some bro, people. So, like, like, if you look at, like, historically speaking, like, what people did in Argentina, for example is that they would start buying wash, washing machines, for example. Why a washing machine? Because you buy, essentially, you buy the washing machine that you're going to use, and then you buy another one, and the other one you leave in its wrapping. You leave in whatever because people are going to try anything to keep their value. That's what happens when hyperinflation happens, right? Is that people start hoarding gold. They start, hold, bro, anything, washing machines, microwaves, anything because it's going to hold its value more than the fiat currency that's collapsing right i just don't know dude like dude like i don't know like i don't know enough to tell you what happens at that point but i can tell you something dude i hope you're holding bitcoin when that happens right well, like the I last hope you're time, holding bitcoin the, the last time uh right there was like the deadliest period in modern history it was uh 20 million by hitler and another 20 million by Stalin, and then it's like another, right? It's like a lot of people. Yeah. Died the last time that happened. So, like, 
like and the, and the sovereign individual it says it like it literally says it he's like in the transition from the industrial age to the information age it's going to be very violent because the nation states are going to try to hold on you know what he even says it better he says the welfare states right because essentially like the modern democracies now they're giant welfare states and the reason that those welfare states are able to be funded is because of the money printer now think about all the people that rely on the federal government for income and now think about them losing their income overnight that's a lot of fucking angry people bro you know and those are the people that you have to worry about because those are the people that are going to act like they have nothing to do to lose because they really have nothing to lose you know that's how and that's what Sharon, you hit the nail on the head that's exactly how nazi germany happened right uh germany got so fucked over in world war one that in you know um that they elected this madman into power because they made they they he gave the country um pride again you know and he ended up being a fucking maniacal maniac right so that's my point dude is that like when these transitions between eras happen historically speaking they're never peaceful they're always they're always violent because they leave giant power vacuums you know facts but this time's different, Nika, right? I don't know. I don't think so, bro. <laughs> oh man, so bullish. Now now not so bullish. Um but Nico, I think I think um I think the order of things would be different. The US dollar will be the last currency to fail. Like the euro would fail before the dollar does. I don't know, bro. I, I mean, I mean, I, I agree. I agree that it's plausible that the dollar could just completely shit the bed and it, and it dies first, which would literally be like an all hell breaks loose moment in the world and in human history. But it seems like they have more safeguards in place to keep the dollar working for as long as humanly possible to transition into something better. Dude, the, the dollar only works as long as the majority of the population feels that it works if you have a loss of confidence that's how so like hyperinflation doesn't just happen hyperinflation happens essentially when the majority of the population looks at it and says okay that money's worthless and then it starts to then it starts a domino effect right so no one could tell you when that is but i'll tell you something dude like if meat prices keep going up the way they're going, eventually, like the unconscious mind of the masses is going to start questioning the validity of the dollar. Do you get what I'm trying to tell you? So yeah. like no one could tell you like, oh, look, they're printing this much money. Theoretically speaking, they could do that forever as long as people keep believing that the dollar has value. But as soon as you have... I would say more than 50 to 60% of the population saying that shit's a scam. Dude, you're, it's just like everyone, it, everyone and their mother is going to try to get rid of it at once. And then that causes the collapse. And I don't think anyone could tell you when that's going to happen, dude. Like Ron Paul says it's going to happen soon. You know, I've spoken to mo multiple Bitcoiners. Everyone says within the decade, I'm from that school of thought. But no one knows for sure, Bo. But the only thing that you could do is make sure you have a fuck ton of Bitcoin when that shit happens. Because the people that have Bitcoin, you're going to be a king. Because everyone else is going to want it. 
So like, you know, the Bitcoin that you have now, whether you have one, whether you have two, whatever, that shit is going to be like, it's going to be worth more than gold. And you better hope people don't find out that you have it either because you're going to have a giant target on your back, bro. You know, so dude, like I'm telling you, bro, like shit, this shit is not going to end well, bro. It's not going to end well because these fucking politicians have lost complete control of what they of 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 this fucking money printing gig bro and i'm telling you dude that, that they started this in 2008 to get the economy out of the you know the great recession and then they did the same thing when the when the coronavirus hit but they did it 10 times more and they haven't been able to stop right so the rate of money printing just keeps accelerating because it, even if they slow it down look i'll ask you a question why is the why is the S&P 500 even though the country is locked down even though there's supply chains why is the stock market making an all-time high every single week why because they're fucking printing money dude it's a joke everyone knows it's a joke dude what i'm trying to say is that that shit is not sustainable eventually that shit fucking collapses and when it collapses bro it's going to be worse than the great recession in 2008 i don't think we've ever experienced a depression like that like i don't think in my lifetime i have at least no i think you're right uh so are we in the beginning of the end is this like are we currently seeing the first signs of hyperinflation yes i mean i'd agree but we're in it i agree but the, the thing is, is like, we know this. How do we make this obvious to people that don't understand this? Like, not obvious, but how do you they'll, easily they'll explain see this that to people? They can't afford stuff anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. a steak is literally double the price what it was a year ago. Like, people are going to have to pay attention to that once they realize that the money that they're working for is completely worthless. Yep. Like the free market will understand what's going on. You need to hit the horns, bro. <laughs> Dude, one, once the money breaks, bro, and it's currently breaking, like everyone is going to wake up at the same time. And everyone is going to do the same thing at the same time, which is they're going to try to get, get rid of their dollars. And in the process of them trying to give up their dollars, every single asset class is going to pump everything, dude. Like you go to the store, you try to buy like, you know, a pack of 24 water bottles. That shit's going to be through the roof because everyone's going to try to find a way to put their value in it so that they don't lose to inflation. You're going to see you're going to see bank runs. You're going to see all this shit. Everyone's going to try to take their money out of the bank. The thing is, That's like, this stuff yeah. has been commonplace in South America for the yep. last 50 years. Like, yep. people in Argentina and Chile and all these countries have been experiencing this for their decades, like, for the last decades. People already know what it's like, what we're finally seeing in the U.S. So, I don't know. I don't know how people are going to get out of it or what countries do to recover or I don't know. It seems like dictators like make things better or worse. <laughs> I mean, we're going to see the ultimate bank run on the dollar and shit is mm-hmm. going to explode. It's going to be absolutely insane. You better hope that you have fucking guns, bro. 
Because the people that have Bitcoin, dude, you're going to have a fucking giant-ass fucking target on your back, bro. Well, Nico, hence, hence why I've been saying for, I think, over years now that we are sacrificial lambs. And we better get this shit straight because I know I told everyone I'm a Bitcoiner, so I'm pretty fucked in regards to everyone around me. Uh, you know, I, I, I have faith in my community and my neighbors, but I also know that when shit hits the fan, they are very unreliable as humans. We are very unreliable when we're in a stressful situation. Hence why I got my guns over here chilling. And, you know, I, I do, uh, my, my best gin and juice, uh, you know, acting like, do we have a problem? Because uh, I've been thinking about that for a minute, man. Like, if it does get as bad as we think it will, it's going to get pretty bad, man. Bro, okay. jump on a plane and move to Florida. Come move into my... I know. My, my... Uh, hey, you got a spot on your couch? Bro, money, the money's the same in Florida and everywhere else. No, 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 bro. Florida's a red state, bro. We got a lot of guns. And we also think about the US dollar. Ah, that's okay, bro. As, as long as we have a ton of I think we're good. Because I, I, I feel bad for the blue states, bro, because essentially, like, all those governors are going to try to fucking redistribute the wealth. <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Oh, man. Woo. All right, guys. Uh, let's let's try to end this on a on a bright note. Let's uh, let me see what Christ. we got over here. Yeah, I guess. Or actually, actually, Chestifer. I know, I know, you wanted to talk about the Amboss Ibex Am stuff. Are you there, Chestifer? Yeah. What did I? What did I have? We've okay. talked about so much. Yeah, I mean, okay. this is this is a hard segue. This is a hard segue, and then and then we'll we'll finish on what Wynick has said on some some price talk. We'll we'll get you guys super bullish, like a uh, super bull tard. Uh, but Jester pointed out. So considering we've been talking about El Salvador, we have a nation state. We have a country that is on lightning now, which people said wasn't possible. Um, in the same in the same vein, Jestifer, our one and only Jestifer, uh, half partner of Amboss, pointed out that Ibex came on Amboss and claimed their node. So Jestifer, you want to tell the people about this, and you can plug Amboss a little bit, and maybe we'll talk about this for a second, and then we'll end on some price talk. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. So. Ibex Mercado, they're a uh, yeah, Central American company, and apparently they got contracted to uh, like provide the liquidity and like set up the Lightning infrastructure for the Chivo wallet, which is the the government wallet. And uh, so, like, what when uh, when folks opened up the the wallet and were able to like generate an invoice. Uh, some users were able to decode the invoice and figure out which node it's going to. And so then it became clear, oh, it's like, it's the IBEX nodes 
those are the ones that are like behind all this uh, liquidity and behind the nodes and are you know providing that that service. Um, and and then I saw them uh, take to Twitter and uh, actually essentially beg for liquidity because one of the things that happens on the Lightning Network is like, all right, someone like spins up a node and they're like, where should I open channels to? And so they open a whole bunch of channels and then they wonder like, okay, now like send a, send a payment to me. And then they realize like, oh, like I, I can't receive any payments. And that's because like the network essentially has to acknowledge you. Like the network has to allocate funds to you to like say like, hey, you're part of this network. If you want to go and spend money, uh, it like through those channels that you opened, like you can do that, and then you can receive whatever you uh, actually spent back. Uh, but, but one thing that happened is like, yeah, Ibex came on Twitter, and they're basically like, yeah, like please open a channel to me, and then uh, throughout the rest of the day, I think the whole network was got got pretty excited about it like hey here's like actual commerce which is like what all the routing nodes are looking for like they want to route payments like that's the service that they provide and you get yield out of that so a whole bunch of them opened channel uh to this ibex node and we got to watch it grow by three thousand some percent as far as capacity goes and it's not just it's not just like big players that are are doing this. I mean, half of it, like half of the liquidity that got allocated like to to this node is like from plebs. Like they're running Raspberry Pis. And it, it's it's just regular people that are actually providing connectivity to the network. And as uh, as the network is getting DDoSed right now. It's it's the big players that are getting hit, and the fact that there's a whole bunch of like Raspberry Pis, and just like just small hobbyists, like they actually provide resiliency and redundancy to this entire network. As like the big players are getting attacked and taken down, uh, it's just it's just regular people. And then to see to see Ibex, uh, like come on the on the website that I've been working hard on uh, amboss.space and then like actually claim a node and uh, my next hope is that they'll add some contact information to to help like troubleshoot and become like part of the community of of lightning node operators uh, so that's uh, I got to watch that happen uh, this week and that was just super exciting Shouts out to you, Jessica. Shouts out to Amboss. Uh, the question I asked you yesterday, and we still have Anthony in here, so maybe he can chime in and, and uh, you guys can chat about this for a second, but is this good for scaling, or is this even viable for scaling on Lightning, Jessica? To have to ask for liquidity, a big company needing to ask liquidity, is this good or bad for quote-unquote scaling on Lightning? I think um, it's it's probably not great from like a user experience point of view, because like you think, oh, I've got like 
I've got Bitcoin. I've got fuck you money. I can do anything. But from what I've noticed, like Lightning is a lot more social. Like there's a there's a huge like social network layer to it, and it sort of acts like a moral economy. Like it has to acknowledge you. I mean, if if you're this bad actor, like I don't I don't want to open a channel to you. You know, my my sats are precious and I have to make important decisions about where I'm going to allocate this in the network. And so if if you've got like, you know, a, a bad mark or you've got a you've got a history that's kind of nasty, like maybe I don't want to connect to you. Maybe I would just rather like open to a random node out there, like completely private node. And then because like you assume generally like people are good so yeah it's 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 kind of it's kind of interesting uh yeah it's a moral economy playing out yeah i I think it's i think i think it's really cool just to chime in here for a little bit um you know like there's solutions for like you know getting liquidity but i think like in this scenario um because everyone honestly like wants to help out el salvador as much as we can and you know, I I think they know that as well. Um, and and maybe they know of solutions. I don't know, like if they've talked to Lightning Labs at all, and or you know what the conversations are like. I mean, traditionally you would like use something like Lightning um, Pool or like um, yeah, that that would be like the most straightforward way of like buying liquidity from like other peers. But um, you know, we want to help out, and I think like they kind of virtually went, hey, like like this is the quickest way to like get people to give you liquidity it's just it's like hey you want to help out el salvador like open some channels with us and i think people hop to it and i think that's amazing to see um you don't need like some like decentralized you know fully you know resistance secure like protocol for like getting liquidity you literally just say like hey hey guys can i get some liquidity and and, and we're helping out that's true and like the incentives are just they're just lining up because like as a routing node like you're here to provide this service of forwarding payments to different places on the network and you get rewarded in terms of yield. Like the money provides the incentive that you need to, to allocate responsibly and, you know, to, to like capture this commerce. And like when everyone does that together, they're all competing to be the cheapest provider of transactions. So that means like, like we're going to be, will be 43 times cheaper than Visa if people are just recovering costs. And they're being pretty generous with their liquidity right now. And, and that might change in the future, and that might mean uh, larger yields as more and more commerce moves onto this platform just because it works. It provides instant settlement. There aren't you know these intermediate uh, like parties that are getting your data and like it's cheap it's so so cheap so i'm tremendously bullish on 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 lightning the community like rising to the occasion and just incentives working so jester are you saying that your reputation is valuable and you should guard it with your life i I think uh (laughs) absolutely uh yeah like do what you say you're gonna do and uh yeah stick to it wow how revolutionary of an idea is that man 
in a fiat world. Do what you say. Whew. Man. I'm just showing up every week. But, uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. Wouldn't, wouldn't be the same without you guys. So, shouts out to you. Um, Jesper, one more question, though. And, and maybe Anthony can chime in as well. Uh, considering you guys are both lightning focused, do you think you have your lightning blinders on? Like your confirmation bias on? Or are you looking at lightning objectively and you see it for the potential that it is? Deep cuts. Oh, man. I, yeah. You know, like, to be honest, like, I'm I'm just so excited by the technology that like you can build whatever you want. Uh that that I look at you know this I know this like technology is flawed today. Um and it it will probably like have lots of flaws in the future. Uh but like what else am I going to work on? Like like we need this technology yesterday. And like there's yeah, like there, there's no bigger calling for me than to just to like keep making tools for Lightning and get people connected, like be be part of this system because like it's what we've needed for so long. Because uh, we can't have like the Googles and the the banks have all of our data about how we spend our money. And then be able to like execute these like strangleholds on our financial system where we're reliant on so many other people and this whole like political machine like working smoothly and it's it's not that reliable. Like we have to build redundancy uh, with our own system, with our own tools, without having to to trust anyone else. So yeah, I'm just getting together with my buddies and putting together some hobbyist equipment. We're opening channels to each other and then we get to reinvent the financial system. Bullish. So like what, what, what Jessica was saying, right, is like why we're going to win the war, right? right. Um, you know, because a lot of us, like the way that I see it is like, you know, and I said that at the Bitcoin conference, you know, I said a million times, it's Bitcoin or slavery, right? And there, there is no... I'm not going back, right? I'm not going back to a place where I'm trusting someone else with my wealth, my energy, my time. <clears throat> and Jester said it in his own way, right? So that's ever going to win because the other side doesn't get that. They don't get that many of us, we don't see, we don't have another option. Like our option is just you know, everyone has a role, Jesper and, you know, Kriki, the person that presented tonight, awesome presentation, you know, uh, your role is in lightning. That's what you guys, that's the, that's the front that you're fighting in. Me and Optimus and Wynikis, we're in the content creation front, you know, we just talk, I guess, you know, so like everyone has a role to play and all of us, dude, are so passionate. Look, look, we're here, all of us, all of us tonight, completely for free. We're not getting paid for this. We're all here, dude, because we're trying to create a better future for our children, basically, you know, for, for the future of humanity. And we're doing it for free. And anyone from the fiat world 
does not understand that concept. Right? And if you look at any other revolution in human history, they all have people like us. They all have these radical motherfuckers that are like, no, dude, things are not right. I refuse to go back to your system because there's it's it's unjust, right? It, it benefits few, right? I'm going to fucking fight that system, right? So, man, like, when I hear Jessifer talk about that, like, bro, fuck yeah, man. Like, I feel exactly the same way you do. I might be a fucking retard when it comes to lightning, <laughs> right? But, you know, I'm doing my shit on my end, right? And I think all of us are doing it. You know, Cam's hitting his bong, you know, me and Optimus <laughs> are making fucking you know content right like bro everyone has a role to play Winekiss is making content as well he's making fucking dank ass memes bro all of that shit counts man all of that shit is fucking warfare right all of that shit is bullets and we're fighting a war it's just not a kinetic war it's an information war man it's a war for people's minds you know so whether it's working on light to make it easier for retards like me, whether it's making content, you know, so that you inform more and more people, right? Um, whether it's making memes, you know, so that you could make fun of the fucking IMF's retarded ass posts, right? Everyone has a role to play, dude. So find what you're good at, man, and just fucking, you know, do your part. Woo. Nika. Let's. Uh, yeah, let's. Oh. Wow. Let's that's uh go. That 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 was some good bullish bullish conversation to end this show, man. It got a little dark Let's. there for a moment. But uh I think I think we wrapped this one up really nice, man. And I agree with Nico, like one hundred percent. That's why I fucks with Nico so hard. Not only is he a good friend of mine, but this motherfucker spits facts. This motherfucker's got bars up in here. And and I literally just Now listen! <laughs> That's called motherfucking bars! I literally just gotta kinda like poke Nico and and then he just goes. So shouts out to you, bro. Um and to everyone that's listening, man, I know I know you got something out of this one, cause any anytime we go in on, on one conversation one topic for the whole night you know it's been a fire talk so shouts out to Jessifer and anthony in it for the tech shouts out to nico jones and shishi clementine ta master shouts out to cam bong hit king Winekiss on the memes and dude like guys just just the way we started <laughs> It's just, just think like the way we started this show is we just found a niche and created it. We, we just showed up every week and we do it. So whatever you're good at, man, do that for Bitcoin and just continue to do it. And if you're good at it, people will show up. It's as simple as that. Bitcoin. Come talk with them. Yeah. Come chat with us. Come troll us in the chat. Like. <laughs> yeah, Anthony, way cool in the circle chicken clubhouse. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, we're the original clubhouse, dog. Do you understand this? Um, but yeah, guys, man, this has been epic. Uh Winicus, this is your time to shine, bro. We gonna go full bulltard on price speculations or are we gonna keep it humble today? 
keeping it zen. One Bitcoin is one Bitcoin. Over or under? Oh, wow. Uh, over? I don't know. How do, how do you answer that? It, wouldn't it be Whatever equal? Whatever you answer it's is, equal. is the right answer. It's equal. It's equal. Bitcoin just is. <laughs> there we go. Bullish. Bitcoin's price just is. Let's go. Bitcoin's right, price just is. Bitcoin's price just is. Just is. Bitcoin's price. Oof. It just is. Bitcoin price justice. Justice. Oof. Oof. Justice. Freedom. Oh. Nico Jones. Bitcoin's price. <laughs> <laughs> let's go uh we need Wynikus on that mic every week bro i think you need to step your game up move aside move aside we got a new host his name is Wynikus. new I'll, host uh... who this <laughs> i'll uh I'll, I'll stop talking now i'll let Wynikus take it from here wrap Guys, it up we have another we have another hour on the air <laughs> for those that stuck <laughs> for those that stuck around we're here for another hour i'm the new host <laughs> God. let's go all right guys before before we uh just let this devolve into shit posting in real life for the next two hours i'm gonna call this guys uh love you guys everyone was in the class today epic rip this was awesome everyone in the chat thank you for your comments they were epic. I couldn't respond to all of them because, you know, when Nico Jones goes, bro, you can't stop him. You got to just hit the horns and, and let it ride. But, guys, you already know the deal. We will be here next Wednesday, same time. We do believe, I do believe we have Jim coming in to do a presentation. He's going to do his Bitblock Boom presentation that he didn't get to do the whole thing for. So... Obviously, that's going to be super bullish. We'll be back with the teacher's lounge. And, man, just keep coming out. Keep showing. Keep trolling us in the chat. That's always the funnest stuff. And, guys, join us in the classroom. I don't care if you're new, if you're an old-school Bitcoiner. Come talk with us. Come shoot the shit. And, yeah, man, thanks for coming out. This is episode 115 of Bitcoin Kindergarten, and I'm Optimus Fields with my co-host, Jestifer, and Wynikus. And you already know, man, go listen to Nico at Simply Bitcoin. Make sure you hear him every single day because this is the heat he be giving you. All right, guys, much love. Until next week, we are out. Ooh.